Uh, welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. Today we have Kelly Brown on here with us. We're really excited to have Kelly and we just kind of scratched the surface to how special she really is. She owns Inner Light in Mount Lebanon. It's a social, or not a social, it's a soulful shop and wellness retreat. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. That's <laughs> yeah, what it is. Yeah, like soulful soul. shop. That was hard. <laughs> I think that Kelly could do a lot better job of describing who she is and what she's about than I can. I feel like I wouldn't do you justice. So if you want to kind of run us through your intro. (laughs) Well, thank you for welcoming me to your new beautiful space. Really excited that um, you guys got this up and running and and a podcast. I mean, like there's no... there's no quicksand under your feet. I mean, you guys get the book, the studio, the podcast, and you're oh, like, you. just boom. I, I mean, you guys have like the energy of, I don't know. It's well, incredible. Yeah, well, I appreciate you. that. But seriously, you're like jalapeno peppers. It's like, this is like real. It just hits. Anyway, uh, so thank you. I, um,. Yes, so Inner Light. Inner Light uh, started in 2017. It's had a couple um, generations. Um, And we are a soulful shop and wellness retreat. So we've got the store in the front. And then we have a whole aspect to the business, which is the back room. And the back room is where we do all of our lectures, workshops, services. Um, The store offers for people um, a little bit of a different way to think about shopping. First of all, hopefully you walk in and you feel a bit transported and you feel like you're in a space that's really peaceful and calming. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like everybody is so incredibly anxious these days or just, um, just going on speed and they've forgotten what it feels like to be in a really um, calm, self-soothing peaceful state of being Um, so that's the first thing is we really want people to just come in and kind of just take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and realize that they can make their own personal space whether it's a bedroom a corner of their house their whole house into tranquility right Mm -hmm. you guys are all about the tranquil Mm -hmm. warrior right so having (laughs) right having that place where it's a sanctuary for you right um on all levels and so we try and help that whether you're buying a gift or whether you are um, looking to create a personal space we offer things to be able to do that um and so we offer crystals we offer uh, jewelry um, personal care items a little bit of everything actually I just kind of have fun um, mm-hmm. I will say that if you find something you like don't hesitate because I'm always playing with my buying so you know it comes and it goes kind of that's that, that's the that's the the Taoist portion of me I, I teach Qigong so you know just go with the flow things come in things go out um, so yeah buy it when you see it <laughs> if you feel called to this object I feel like in your store too like it's mindfully shopping. Yes. Um, Trent and yes. I have been talking about this a lot lately, that a lot of people, and I was for so long on this autopilot of just buying just because I could or just because mm-hmm. to make me happy. But when I'm in your shop at Inner Light, it's very mindful and purposeful. Yeah. It's like... Like you feel called to yeah, buy items and not like you item. impulsively do. And they're specific. 
they're, yes. and they're, but they're specific in a good way. Like, like, cause I feel like everyone in there, I always see them pick up something they feel called to or a book or a stone or a bracelet. Right. And even though they're all different colors and different stones and different styles, like it just seems to work. And, mm -hmm. um, every time we're in there, I feel like I get a new bracelet trend Christmas shops for me there. <laughs> I'm wearing the bracelet. Nice. Um, yeah, and yeah, yesterday being in there, I'm like looking around, I'm like, oh, she always has the cutest stuff. Thank you. <laughs> and it is yeah. peaceful. Like you said, Very what nice. you wanted to create, you definitely create for us, for sure. Thank you. We go in there. Well, it was a few years ago when we first found you. And when we walked in, I think it was in a ruts at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and we walked in and we're like, where has this been? Like, yeah. mm. our whole shopping experience has changed. Like, this is where we're going to get this, this, and this from now yeah. on. Right. I just shop here thank all the time. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's, um... That's, that's appreciated because um, people will come in and um, when they'll say, oh, well, how long have you been here? And I'll say, well, since 2017. And immediately, like, something washes over them and makes them feel bad about themselves. Yeah. So I immediately say, I am so glad that you found us now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, it's kind of like the objects in our store. Mm -hmm. It's like you're meant to find my store when you find it. Inner light. I yes. like that. Thank you. And the angels in the windows yeah. and all the feathers. It's just yeah. so light and pretty. Well, I definitely, um, I, I remember in my 20s when I was kind of thinking about, you know, buying and things like that. I remember, um, I remember feeling drawn to certain things more than others. I'm like, why is that? And it was around the beginning of the time that I first started studying energy. And I realize that there's certain objects where the soul of the maker is still present in the object. Ooh. So, so yeah. I actually am always kind of trying to look for that. Um, and sometimes it, it's like the one of a kind, but sometimes it also can also be like, you know, like a mass produced object, but there's just a quality to it that has a different vibration to it. And so that's why I'm always looking for the kind of unique thing. And that's yeah. why I bounce around all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Drawn to different things. And yeah. maybe even you're drawn to things that uh, intuitively, you know, will help someone that does come into your shop regularly. And you're like, oh, I think this might help Sally. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I think this might help her. Oh, boy. That opens up a whole story. <laughs> um, you know, I'm an artist. Yes. Right. I know we're not going by this, the, the kind of <laughs> no, questions, yeah. just, I just fly. Just yeah. fly, just fly. Okay. Just fly. So I'm an artist and um, I'm probably most known for my birds. Yeah. And this one day, um, I tend to like paint multiples at once and I was painting these two birds <laughs> and they had different backgrounds. And as I was painting it, I had this energy kind of wash over me. And all I, I get, um, I get pictures and I get um, words, I hear them. And this one picture, I put the date on the back and I put these different words on the back. And all I knew was whoever was going to buy this painting needed to know about the words that I was hearing. Okay, so I instructed, <laughs> I instructed everybody who worked in my store Whoever bought this painting, make sure you get their number because I need to talk to them. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, three, four, five, six months go by. 
nobody. And one woman who was working in the store, she's like, has that sold yet? And I'm like, no, it's still there, it's still there. I'm out at the movies with my girlfriend. I get to my car after the movies, I see a phone call. And is one of the women that working in the store, and she said, Kelly, call me right now. The, a woman was in the store, and she was walking around the store and spent like an hour in there, which a lot of people do. Yeah. They spend time. Yeah. And um, she kept going back to this painting, and she brought it up to the counter, and the uh, woman who was working for me turned it over and realized it was the painting. Oh. The painting. <laughs> and um, she goes, do these words mean anything to you? And the woman's like, no. <laughs> and um, the other woman's like, are you sure? Because Kelly was pretty certain about this. She's like, no, 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 no. And then she goes, oh, my God, it's for my best friend. Wow. What? Wow. Who lost her husband a year ago. Mm. I can't take the chills. <laughs> Anyway, I won't go into the details, but the things that I got and the date that I got them was their wedding day, Aww. was um, only information that she would know and that she was um, struggling with, um, with the loss of her husband who died. So wow. he um, went to great lengths yeah, to yeah, figure out how to speak to me through her best friend who was more open to this. Yeah. Wow. She bought the painting for her and passed it on. Wow. wow. What, what were the words? I'm really curious <laughs> as to that. Um, I don't know if I... Um, so one was the date. One was like an easy boy reclining chair. <laughs> like, you know, like one of those reclining chairs. Um, one was Penn State and one was Michigan. Oh. oh, like a game? And yeah, and one was a pipe. So for me, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, a football game between yeah. Penn State mm -hmm. and Michigan was immediately yeah. what I thought. Um, you know, without giving it away, Penn State was um, very, very important to the woman. The husband was sick for a very long time and basically spent all of his time in this lazy boy chair. Hmm. Um, hmm. Michigan actually ended up being a good friend of mine who moved to Michigan who had the same last name as this woman. Oh, wow. So that was the, the extra connection there. Oh, oh, so he really put some messages out put, there. Yeah, he really wanted it to be very specific. And, yeah. and he, he came through a second time one day when I was working and I wrote all these notes. And when I finally met her face to face, she's, I don't want to say much because I think it was a hard thing for her. Yeah. It, was yeah. a, it was a big bridge for her to think mm -hmm. that this actually happened yeah um but she was not in the country when he passed and was oh. really struggling yeah. Yeah. with this yeah. mm -hmm. and so it was his way to like release her yeah from this pain um yeah How so my my, my oh, paintings <laughs> my paintings <laughs> my paintings are starting to become prophetic I'm really um, curious, do you meditate or set a stage before you paint? Yeah, what's, yeah, what's your, your mindset? Do you, do you finger paint? Is that how you paint them? That's what I was Yeah. Um, one of my girlfriends bought one of your paintings for my fr our friend who just got married, and it's a beautiful painting. Like, Kelly has the most beautiful paintings in her space. And it's of a husband, or 
I would assume a husband and a wife that grew into a tree and we're coming in together, like intertwined, like almost like a yin and yang, like and coming up and out. And it was this beautiful tree and beautiful colors. And um, I was told you finger painted it. <laughs> and I, I was did. like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking at this picture like, with her fingers? <laughs> like I think finger painting and I think what our kids do, right? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and he's, these paintings are so immaculate and you're looking at them like starstruck like holy shit like what is is she finger painted this and you throw like sacred geometrical yes. sy symbols sacred in there geometry and is another really big thing for kelly and, numbers. and she knows so much about um but yeah go ahead what's your ritual so um yes yes and yes so yes <laughs> i um finger paint um Yes, I put a lot of um, symbols through my paintings. Yes, um, they're turning into prophetic. Sometimes I understand them, sometimes I don't. Even things that I think that I understand, things reveal themselves to me. So that particular painting is my most sold um, print. Yeah. And um, years after I painted it, um, I, I learned something about myself and I was talking to a customer and I immediately like, I like zipped back to my childhood and had this flash that kind of came on me and it was I was on a Girl Scout uh, retreat and we were hiking through the woods and we stopped at this particular tree and they told us the story of this Native American forbidden love of a man and a woman and they loved each other so much that they just embraced until the elements took them over and they turned into a tree oh wow Right? Oh, and so, right? That's good. That's and, good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> to do yeah, that's a good. Like, that's wow. good. So the whole, you know, um, tr you know, Girl Scout troop went along the way and I was rooted in my spot. I couldn't take my eyes off of that tree and I had forgotten about that. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten about that instance until I was talking to the customer, even though a lot of other things happened, which took me on this journey of working with um, some of this tree energy, which they're called dryads. Yeah. It's a Greek term for um, like a tree spirit. Um, right. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so. I'm, cu I'm curious just to spin off of that real quick, because I've thought this before, but I've never seen it anywhere. So, like the Celtic druid. Yes. Does that have any relation to the word that dryad? Like, because the druids were, they would meditate in the woods under specific trees, right? Yes. Uh, was it an oak? I, I don't remember. But is, what's the connection? Is there one? I, I would say yes without knowing, you know, in my left brain, literally, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. But, yeah, I mean, the druids are really, really connected to earth energies. So I would say yes, for okay. sure. Okay, yeah. Good. And the tree of life, certainly, you know, the, the entanglement of the roots with the entanglement of the um the branches and the leaves and how that creates like a canopy and a cascade which is really truly um the toroidal field right and that's what i teach in some of my classes the the tree of life is really the toroidal field that exists in everything it exists in our own bodies it exists in the energy field of mother earth and gaia it exists in quasars and um galaxies it's that donut field um yeah well yeah so i know i know i go out i come in i i that, yeah so 
And then to answer your other question about ritual, what do I do? So, um, so painting is new to me, actually. I started painting in um, only 2015. Well, actually, let me take it back. I, I did The Artist's Way, which is a book that teaches about um, hidden artistic talents, and it's a journaling book. And I'm a huge proponent of this book. Um, I did it in 2000, and I started having some artistic things happen in drawing. And then I did it again in 2015. One was when I moved to France, and one was when I was deciding to leave France. Mm. Well, the second time I did the book, I had 150 paintings come out of me in six months. Wow. And I don't have any formal training with art, but I've been a dancer my whole life. Ah. And so, you know, I'm looking at your beautiful mirrors in this beautiful studio, you know, and you, I think, guys can relate to this. When you're working with form, you see the silhouette, mm -hmm. right? You see how it's stacked, but you also see what's being invited in, mm -hmm. right? So you can see that if somebody's pitched over too much, the energy flow isn't working, right? They need to lift the chest, and then that brings ah. in a certain amount of energy oops, sorry, coming <laughs> in to the body as opposed to the body crippling that energy field. Right? Oh, that makes sense. So, like, correcting someone's form, yes. we're actually intuitively seeing, like... Energy. Energy. And yes. we're not realizing that, but we're, when you look at someone in the mirror and you're like, ah, you're... I you always, just know something's yeah, off, Yeah, you're right? like, you bring your chest proud, extend your throat, like, you know... Yeah, you, you've just awa awakened the heart and the throat chakra. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> so you're like, and you don't even see it. No, here you are in a but bar. you just know something's off. Yeah, <laughs> you know something's off. You look bad, and I'm trying to help, so I'm not correcting your form because I'm bad. I'm correcting your form because I'm trying to help you, like, flow right. easier and breathe easier. Um, that's really cool because that, like, kind of ties for me, my intuition into the athleticism a little Correct. more for me mentally to know that I am using my creativity and intuition into my athleticism um, and also bringing it to other people. Yes. So it's not just in a yoga class I'm doing that. I'm, we're doing that in a kettlebell or you know whatever class we're teaching. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're I, welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's, that's a little more validating for me that yeah. I'm using more of that intuition right. in other ways than just like when I'm leading a meditative yoga class. Right. And that's, that's something that we do at the store is when we go back to like getting out of the front of the store of purchasing product to going to the back of the store is we're trying to teach people how to put a language to subtle energy. Mm -hmm. So subtle energy are those intuitive hits that you get, but you don't have words for them. Mm -hmm. So all the classes that we teach are to help people um, create a vocabulary so that we can start talking about this. Yeah. So whether you're gonna come in from it, because everybody has their way in to dialing up their clairs. Right, yeah. whether it's clairaudience, clairsentient, clairaudient, clairofactant, like all these clairs are gonna come up online for us, right? Mm -hmm. So what's your entrance way in? Some people it's through touch, right? So touch could be like an exercise class. Touch could be massage, touch could be Reiki. Um, some people it's through movement. Uh, some people it's through sound, some people it's through scent, some people it's through the earth energies of crystals or mm -hmm. hiking or being mm -hmm. out in nature, working with trees. 
Um, so what we try and do is, one, help you find that, and then two, put a language to it, and then three, kind of send you on your way to soar with it. Mm -hmm. And you either, you know, kind of just stay down that route or you kind of circle back and then you start to spiral more things into your tool chest of um, languaging. But there's always going to be that one main vein that's going to help you get deeper into your spirituality. I love okay. that. We're, yeah. we're in a spiritual awakening course right now. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. we're, this will be the third week. But, and then yeah. we just started working on those subtle clues your body mm -hmm. gives you, like the, the yes and the, the no's and, and understanding yes. that feeling. Because right. the way that I feel, like Claire-wise, Claire is mine has always been like a no. I just yes. know. And that sucks because you don't know that you know that you know for <laughs> sure unless you know that you know. And so you're like, I'm like, Kate, this person's a bad person. Yeah. Well, how do you know? I don't know how I know. I just know that I know, um, and I know it, and that's right. it. And so we're, in, we're working on that. And I'm a that. feeler, <laughs> and you're a feeler. Mm -hmm. So the knowers, it's hard for the knowers because they often don't have the language for it, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. How do you describe how, how do you, you describe know that you know, that you know <laughs> right? I have a lot of students that are knowers, right? And sometimes, um, I have, not all the time, but the knowers are the ones that are information junkies. Yeah, oh, that, that makes is love so sense you. Yeah. 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 Always looking for the no. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah. how do you know that? Because you need to make the link between the knowing and the left brain. Yeah, that makes sense. And our sense. left brain is, is being assaulted. Actually, our right brain is being assaulted, has mm. been assaulted for centuries. Yeah. Right? Our, our right brain of creativity, of the divine feminine, energy yes, of <laughs> intuition yeah. has been assaulted but now we're the left brain of logic is also being assaulted right yeah. one plus one is not equaling two anymore and now and now people can't trust themselves at all so yeah. everything that we do is to try and get them into their body to feel those subtle things because it's only going to be from feeling those subtle things that they're going to start to trust themselves again. Yeah, it's yes, all about the trusting and for sure. And I, you know, like the self-trust thing, I think a lot of people can relate, like I can. Um, before you distinguish like your yeses and your noes and realizing what is a true yes for you and how do you feel in that and what is a no and how do you feel in that? Is it a sink in the shoulders? Is it a pull in the gut? Like recognizing these things because so many times I have a hard time deciding things. Yeah. And it's because I'm out of touch of what my yeses feel like and what my noes feel like. Like so many times I'm in this gray area of like, I don't know. Right. Um, and this is a great kind of pull me back. You guys always have to pull me back because yeah, I speak good. in circles, kind of like, like the yin yeah. and the yang, and <laughs> yeah. I'll finally get there. But this is how I was able to discover um, the art. Mm. And that is um, I was doing this journaling and I just had this need to paint. And when we moved from France, I thought that my husband was going to be behind me by a month. He was going to close up the house. He was going to do whatever he needed to do. But he's French. And um, sadly, it took um, about six to eight months. So wow. I was alone setting up life with my two little daughters oh, all by myself doing hard. a lot, right? Yeah. And um, that was a really hard time for me. And I just couldn't, I couldn't be with color. Mm. I, it just... Without my husband, I had, I don't know, I just didn't have colors. So mm -hmm. I started uh, at the end of the day taking my pen, and I didn't feel like writing words anymore. I just come through writing a ton. 
So I just started to take the feeling in my body and I would scribble at the end of the night so I could get the feeling of like the frustration or whatever I was feeling in my body onto paper and close the book and go to bed. Mm. Well, what happened over months and months of doing this is that there were themes that showed up. Mm. And from those themes, um, my, I would say, third eye started to awaken. Ah, right? Okay. And I started to go into these deeper levels of consciousness. And then once he got there, um, I painted my first painting back in color, which is um, it was a painting of a hummingbird. Aww. Yeah, and um, that's sweet. and it, everything just kind of blossomed after that. Oh, fun! Yeah, oh, that's sweet. Hummingbird yeah. blossom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, hummingbird blossom. Fluttered. My heart yeah. fluttered again. That's sweet. So, um, so now what I do and brought this book to, to show you is I sit real grounded and I bring the energy up from the bottom mm. and I bring the energy up and actually try and follow the pathway of um, cerebral spinal fluid so we have um, we have this organic um, network of um, knowledge that moves through our body but typically it just, um, you think of it just being in the brain, it's cerebral spinal fluid, gets started in the brain and it follows a different pathway and it goes down from the brain into the sacrum. However, the journey back home is actually learning how to bring that back up. Oh, oh was it Joe Dispenza, I think, talks about that. Yes, yeah. Joe Dispenza yeah. does a ton of work on yeah. this, a ton of work yeah. about the chakras so we've heard and, that. The yeah. breath work and the breath work of pulling it, it back up. up. Yes. So is that part of your ritual before? So, yeah, I mean, not Joe's work, but this yeah. is just a, a gut instinct intuitiveness mm -hmm. that's, that came out of this whole process is I'll sit and I have my eyes closed, I have my journal in front of me, my page is white, I've got my favorite pen, and I literally pull the energy up, and it's gotta go to the right, it's gotta go to the right to brain, the, guys. Yeah, you gotta okay. get into the pituitary and do that back dive into the pineal gland. Okay. And the pineal gland is going to be your satellite dish. And that satellite dish is what's gonna plug you into the ethers or the plasma field of the Akash or mm. the Akashic records yeah. or whatever it is that you want to know. So what will happen is I'll, I'll do that pathway and then whatever suppression that I feel in my body, I'll put that on paper. So if my, a lot of times it's in my gut, mm -hmm. right? Our gut is where all of our deep ancestral ties are, our mm. ties to the cosmos, mm. our ties to our personal family, like the gut is intense. So whatever the gut's feeling, if I'm feeling like I've got like a knot on the left side, I'll kind of start to draw that knot and mm. then I open up my eyes and then I get lost in the picture and I start to thicken the lines and as I thicken the lines, I just get lost and then the words come. So it's almost like a mindful like a meditation, kind of yeah, like a yes. flow. It's an active meditation. Yeah. It's a flow, for oh, sure. I like that. Right. And so the words will come in, and then those words send me into the internet. Oh. Those words send me because the ether of the internet 
can speak to us mm-hmm. if we Ethernet. choose it to. It's the yes. Yes, the <laughs> answer, yeah. Right? It's learning how to surf it the right way. Okay. Okay? So I'll hear these pings, I'll hear these words, and they're completely unrelated, and I'll, I'll write them down. And it's not until I write them down. If I keep them in my head, it won't give it to me. Uh-huh. It has to get on paper. As soon as it gets on paper, then I can go, and I can start exploring. And it's like that information literally will start to come to me, which will send me somewhere else, will send me somewhere else, which will send me somewhere else. And then if I have all of this knowledge and I'm just sitting there looking and I've written it into this notebook, and I'll be like, what's that golden thread that ties this all together? And if I can't find it, I sit with it, and I literally just like, I just pull it. It just comes to me, it's in the right, and I just pull it down and I'm like, that's it. That's it. So that's my process. So my notebook is like step one, and then from there I translate that into paint. What was the term that you used before we started recording that <laughs> that you referred to like the awakening that you're doing right now? The archaeologist. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. So as a kid, as a kid, I always wanted to be an archaeologist, and which is kind of weird because you know I danced all the time, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're going to be a dancer when you grow up." I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, which I ended up doing, which actually freed my body up yeah. to be able to get to being this archaeologist of consciousness. Uh, and archaeologist so, of consciousness. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Even the second time hearing it, yeah. it, it still feels. <laughs> yeah. It's um, the idea is in my classes, and I've just started teaching um, these classes, which I never had a name for it. And so I turned to my students and I said, guys, we got to put a name on this because when people come into the store and they want to know what it's all about, I don't know how to have a name for it. <laughs> and um, they termed it the physics of spirituality. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. That works and with my left brain really well. Yeah, yeah. and it does. And it, it, what's really interesting is I have a lot of men. Ah, there you go. Which is really, really interesting. And I think it's because I can speak to the left brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I can also speak to the right brain. So I think men are attracted at the way in which I can funnel some of this information for them yeah. and deliver it. Um, but the idea is basically, I'm not teaching you anything you don't already know. I'm just the person that finds this golden thread and can, can kind of like um, a fishing net. I can pull it together yeah. and funnel it and then deliver, deliver it to you. And um, sometimes I question because there's a real high off of doing that. There is. I just I'm I'm like, should I be just delivering this to yeah. people? And I actually just asked my students that last night. I'm like, you know, there's such a high I get off of this. I'm not sure if I'm doing you a favor by just handing this to you on a platter or not. And they're like no, because this sends us down our own road. Yes. Yeah, because right. they, yes. even though they know it now, they still haven't experienced like what you've gone through yes. spiritually. So, which is a great thing because we can know something intellectually, and then we know something cellularly, mm-hmm. and yeah. one gets dialed up before the other, yeah. right? So you can know cellularly, you know, but you don't have the intellect, yes. or you have the intellect, but you haven't gotten those chills of confirmation. Yeah. And then when you get those two together, it's like, 
It's wild because you always look at chill until you explained what chills were yeah. in the hair stand up. Um, and especially, like, I can only say, like, with the transition of our life recently, I've had deja vu and chills, you know, like amongst a lot. And, and um, I was almost thinking, like, because it was such a huge transition in our life and one that we've wanted for years, I'm like, okay, why is this all coming in now? I'm like, is this good? Or did I take like a wrong road here? Like what is going <laughs> That's on? That's the personal doubt for yes. sure that always yes. comes in. But when, no, when you get those chills of confirmation, I mean, I've had them ever since I stepped into this place. This place <laughs> is full of so much love and oh. you can feel it. <laughs> but it's, um, it's, it's the perfected union. It's interesting you guys are husband yeah. and wife. It's the perfected union mm -hmm. of, the, of the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. So the poor is actually the feminine. Okay, that's your space. That makes sense, yeah. Okay. And then yeah. the hair follicle is the man. Yeah. Oh. It is the absolute perfected union of the masculine. And yeah, the I just feminine. got him again. Again. I know. That's so good. I know. Bonnie's like, oh my God. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, are we outside in the cold wind? Like, we're hitting it a lot. And the, and the space that that creates inside the body when you get those chills of confirmation, you shift from being very carbon dense to being very crystalline. Mm. And that's why Reiki energy mm. is cold. And you feel space is, space is kind of cold, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah the yeah, feminine yeah. magnetism is cold. And you're working And the with masculine the energy. energy, electric, the fire is hot. Oh, so explain. And so together you create the steam. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah. Sexy. Yeah, right? like, sexy <laughs> you two are steamy. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Oh, that's so, so funny. <laughs> that is funny. And you know, it goes back to like the moon is more feminine energy where the sun is more masculine right. and it goes to like the hot and the cold, I guess, like the sun's warm. So let's talk about the moon ascension. Yes, yes, yes. Because the moon is very um, connected to what's happening right now. Okay. The moon can function in two ways. The moon can function as like a reflection of the collective consciousness where we're just picking up on the chaos of the planet, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or the maybe mediocrity of the planet or the limitation of the planet, yeah. right? Or just kind of the mass consciousness. Or the moon can be self-reflective mm -hmm. and looking at the internal waters, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's when we turn the moon energy inward and we start to really reflect on that intuitive hit, that's when we get a lot more information and we can put right the tide of time because the moon's reflective nature is almost like what's keeping some of these reversal codes in place. Okay. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. And the reversal codes right now as we're going through this awakening are in everything. You know, it's in medicine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's in... It's in our food. It's, it's in our foods. It's, it's in... I mean, it's in everything. It's the everything. reversal codes of one plus one, not each, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It is everywhere. It's in our history. So that makes me want to ask you something that yeah. um, we've talked about a lot recently. And I've actually heard you say this before, so I know what your answer is going to be like relatively anyhow 
the spiritual war that's yeah. going on right now. Yeah. Do you, how's it going? Because you're much deeper in yeah. that realm than we are. Yeah. So we, since we hear about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're awakening slowly, but we have a, a fuck ton to do still, <laughs> especially to get which is actually really beautiful. I, I just want to encourage everybody to trust that process yeah. because waking up fast is not a good thing. I can see that. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's one way to do it, but I tell you what, it brings a lot of, it brings a lot of torment yeah. and chaos with it. So the fact that you wake up slowly and you're doing things like this and you're waking up and you're helping people wake up, that's really, really beautiful. And that's very self-loving. Yeah. Right? It is definitely out of self-love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely yeah. out of that. So how we're doing is great. <laughs> great. Good. It's like... It's such an exciting time right now. It's almost hard to put into words at what beauty is coming down the pipeline for humanity. Ah. It is. <laughs> it's like really difficult to um, envision mm -hmm. a world where we really feel um, so deeply connected um, and where we're working with the same sort of foundation of truth um, where these reversal codes don't suppress us anymore and we're really literally able to fly and soar. Mm. Um, and get our real freedom back. And get the, our real freedom, conscious freedom, freedom back. Yeah. Our, conscious our conscious freedom, freedom yeah. right? Yeah. And where there's this just pure exchange of, um, of love and knowledge, yeah. right? Because that's where it is. It's between the heart and the, mm -hmm. and, and the mind. And, that exchange of knowledge is free flowing. Um, so we're doing great. Um, obviously things like this help tremendously. Yeah. And the more that we can do these kinds of things help tremendously and put it back into the hands of us. Um, but I won't um, deny that there's not a seduction from yeah. the dark side of this. And the dark side of this is to dial things up fast. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, right? the media does that really yeah. well. Yeah, to dial it up fast. You know, the, the war of good and evil is one is organic. Mm -hmm. Takes a while to grow a garden. Yeah, yeah it does. Right? It does. Right? <laughs> and to grow a good garden, yeah. right? And to harvest those really uh -huh. good seeds from the best of each tomato, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that tomato was a good one this year. Let's take the seeds. We'll cultivate that again and again and again and again and again. As opposed to, let me put that chip in my hand so I can make this transaction faster. Yeah. Like almost like instant yeah. gratification. Oh, exactly. what was it you instant said in the message that one? You said, oh, oh that, yeah. that hit home for both of us. Actually, wait, I wrote it down because yeah, I knew you guys good. were going to ask me it was about yeah. it. You, you s a lot of things you say, they just flow really well when they You're come like, out and it yes. just hits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote, um, we have forgotten how to self-soothe and about the abundant um, stream from which it flows. We are plugged in, pumped out, pimped out, and overstimulated beyond recognition. Find your way home to your soulful place of peaceful solitude. Yep. That's the one. That's the one. The pumped up and the, and the pimped out. Pumped out, pimped out, plugged in. Yeah. We are pimped out. <laughs> we are. Well, it's true, and for other people, and like that was part of us. Time 
of our life, right? Yeah. Like Trenton worked in oil and gas for like 12 oh, years. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, and total pimp out. <laughs> so, and then she was at home. It and was... I like I was in hair for a really long time, did traveling wedding hair, and then um, opened a online clothing store. I was Kitty Mays, and then like went to YTT and had the awakening and knew like none of that was working for me. What's YTT? Uh, yoga teacher training. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. um, yoga teacher training. And Trent was still in oil and gas, and like his. Uh, it's so lucrative and he was traveling all the time and it was always so hard on our marriage mm -hmm. um, but we had always known the light of each other and how mm -hmm. much we feel connected to each other and we always knew we wanted to open something together mm -hmm. like there was always this pool but you had this pimped out game of like well this is my financial stability this is everything like yeah that's great I read all these books and see all these people that take this leap I want to be them, but like, I need to feed my family. Right. And like, so you're like, I don't know, you're left there. And then we finally just did it. Um, but it was God sent because we had to do it. Um, in the way that we signed on this space two weeks or just really soon, I signed on this space in February. He got the call that his job was cut by 50%, like his pay. And had. I got that before signing on our beautiful space. I would have definitely been like, oh, there's no way. I would have doubted myself immediately. Mm -hmm. But we pulled through because uh, we prayed a lot and trusted a lot. <laughs> right. Um, and we came to this space. But had his job not done that, it's we all were in divine order. Enough, yeah. 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 And I mean, this will get rewarded. Right, so that's the hard part of like this new quantum world that we're going to go into. It's really difficult to unplug from what we know now. Mm -hmm. yeah. But what we know now isn't going to be the baseline for what's coming. And what's coming is, it's like the Egyptians. You see the hieroglyphs where they've got the uh, balance and you have to separate the ka from the ba. And the feather in the balance determines if the soul is worthy to ascend oh, wow. if it's the same weight of the feather. So the self-love that you give yourself and the love that you give to your community is going to become financially rewarded. Oh. It's so funny how in so many religions that same idea pops it's up. There. They don't teach it to you when you go, especially Christian church. They don't teach you that, but it's in the Bible many times. Like you dig your ditches and he'll fill it with water. You right. build a yes. boat, you'll survive. You right. It, what in the book of Matthew? I think he says like you know you follow the heaven, the love, the passion, and you'll be rewarded right. financially. Like literally it's says the material there. will yes. be there. And, and it's coming. The quantum computer is coming, and the quantum computer does not function in the same way as we think of a computer. The quantum computer calculates what's in your heart. Yeah, they, aren't they making a quantum computer? Yes. Isn't that coming? It's done. No, it's done. Oh, it is. It's done. It's based off of the work that, um, sorry, his, uh, Manley P. Hall did. Manley P. Hall um, basically took all the knowledge of like the secret societies and put it in a book. And then that book got put into a computer. And it's from a lot of that knowledge that the quantum computer was actually Whoa. able to be derived. Oh, that's insane. Right. That's a lot of... Because yeah. what the... <laughs> you know, and this is, this is a little bit of the battle. So a lot of these lines get blurred because a lot of times they'll say some of this information about the secret societies is negative. Well, yeah, because they re-inverted it. 
Yeah. They used that sacred knowledge and flipped it up on its head. The same thing they did with Christianity. The same thing they and, did with... And so many other And religions. so many yeah. other things. Yeah. But if you take it for its pure root, yeah. it's, it's got so much in it, right? And so the battles at will right now, you know, some will be like, yeah, don't, you know, it's, it's, you know, hardcore Christianity all the way. If you take the Bible, this is just my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. If you take the Bible for its 100% left brain literal purpose, you are missing a huge part and it actually makes me want to cry because the Bible is so much more than that. The Bible has so many dimensions written in it yeah. that, sadly, I don't believe Christianity really embraces. And as soon as you start looking at the Bible allegorically, it's it tells a big story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like. It just blossoms and blossoms. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. We were just, so we, our kiddos go to a Christian school and we uh, didn't hear these Bible verses for a really long time and we sent them there out of con kind of convenience. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we sent them there and we're hearing these things and Trent and I dabbling way more into our spirituality. Um, we're like, holy crap. Like, do you like, know what that means? Do you like, know that's what so that means? Like, we're like, mm -hmm. like, um, Samson and David and Goliath yeah. and like all these stories our kids are learning and I'm like no that's <laughs> legit that's not just like yeah. when I was growing up in the church like these stories at least to me um seemed unbelievable and mm -hmm. seemed like oh there's these there's these stories like I'm over it like you know <laughs> um but then dabbling in the spirituality I realized with manifestation and intention and like all these words that people we throw around especially when they become more popular mm -hmm. um you're like no like this the bible is everything we need to know and then we're gluing in these little puzzles of spirituality mm -hmm. and then you're like this should this is the book right this is the book of it really is the book of life oh yeah you're like oh yeah yeah it is it is <laughs> it's 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 really profound and um uh i think that if you give the idea of it a chance, then you um, then you start to surf all these other levels that exist within it. And I'm going to just use that as kind of like a springboard to talk about sacred geometry yes. and numerology. Yeah. He's so thirsty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because it's all part of it. Yeah. Because it's only ha the lies have been the lies by omission. Like they've just been learned and retaught, mm -hmm. you're saying? Is that? Omission. Omission's the big part there, is they only give you half of the truth. Oh, yeah, that's okay. what the Bible does, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it only gives you half of the truth. Mathematics that we learned in school only gives you half of the truth. If I, Kelly, who I am, learned that the number one was a spiritual being and not just a placeholder as a number, Yeah my whole world would have been very different from a very young age. As soon as I started to realize that every single number and every single letter was a spiritual being. That's so crazy. 
it's like getting that hit of like the Bible is so much more. It just takes you and it takes you into level after level. And I always think of Shrek, right? You know, so <laughs> yes. the, the onion yes, thing, right? The onion. Yes. It's all the nesting of all the pieces yes. of the onion. Yes. And people will come in and um, they'll be like, "What is this sacred geometry thing?" And yeah, you can see you can see this. You know, my yin and yang here. You can see this as just a shape. Just, oh yeah, there's, you know, the masculine and the feminine. Yeah, it is that. But it's that, right? Mm -hmm. It is miles and miles and miles of depth of knowledge behind that. So, you know, you can see it just as a face value, as a two-dimensional concept, or you can start to, you know, see it as a three-dimensional or a four-dimensional, four-dimensional starting to like hover above it and start to see, I mean, that's what 4D is, right? 4D is starting to see the lies, right? And starting to see from an eagle-eye view. And then 5D takes it one step beyond that and starts to apply yourself into this new construct, right? So then you start to take so imagine you've got the 1d the 2d the 3d the 4d the 5d all of a sudden another whole bottom comes out mm. oh, as above as so below yes ma'am yes right uh -huh. and then you start to see yourself within it uh. right oh. and you know and then the, the levels just keep going up from there but um so yeah, that's how that's what sacred geometry and numerology are about is um, starting to see the world with more depth, and that's what mm -hmm. I teach. I'm constantly teaching. You've got to go deeper. You've got to go deeper. You've got to go deeper because the lies that they're perpetrating on this planet keep us in the lower chakra system. Yes, mm -hmm. and keep us poor, and keep us keep us poor exactly where yeah. they want us. Yeah. Is, uh, like you said, pimped out essentially is like working slaves yeah we think we're free we think that we're able to and we I got a couple extra years. bucks to maybe go out to eat a couple times a right. week you know like and it keeps us happy enough right yeah. to be and it keeps us in this zone yeah right mm -hmm. it keeps you in from the self-worth to the sexuality to the like home money car yeah. you know it, yeah, you, you it just you. bounce right in this chaos right here boom 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 you're up and down up and down up and down up and down and it's not until you start to get into the heart and you start to integrate from the top down. And I'll tell you, they're related, you know, kind of goes like this. Um, but it's not until you get into that kind of space that the depth gets dialed online so that you can go up into the upper cavity. Now, people who have had a lot of trauma in their life don't live down here they escape up. Oh, and that's why they need those securities so bad is to help balance that? Yeah, they need to actually come into their body. Mm. Whereas other people who are so lost in the chaos of this need to go up. Now is that, you were talking about like waking up too fast spiritually. Yeah. Can that same thing happen? Like if you say you're, you've never even meditated and then you go on a say ayahuasca or psilocybin or something and you- Or have a kundalini class. Yeah, yeah a kundalini you, awakening, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically that, I mean, a purpose, 
I actually think that possibly some of these mental disorders are actually kundalini awakenings that happen mm -hmm. too fast. Mm -hmm. If you don't do your shadow work, right? If you don't do the 3D work, you guys shadow work. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. If you don't do your shadow work and you just blow through that and you go up into these upper levels of consciousness, you have no foundation. Yeah. True. Again, in the Bible, you yeah. know, yeah. the poor man built his house upon the rock yeah. or yes. whatever, whatever that yes. song was, right? Yes, yes, yes. And I, they, I was just talking to someone about this. The shadow work does suck. Dealing with your traumas or these things you've inherited and all to sit with that because you've avoided these dark places for so long. But again, like as motivation there, if you are someone that's listening and you know you have shadow work, like we all do, and you can immediately think of what it is, you were brave enough once to be there. Sure as hell, you're brave enough mm -hmm. to go back. Absolutely. Um, and you are now at this point in your life, like maybe this thing happened to you at 12 or 13 or whenever, 23 in your life, 32. Um, whenever this trauma happened to you then, you quickly shoved it away because you didn't know what to do with it. Well, now you're at this point in your life where you have grown and God has given you more guidance to grow. You are more mature. So you should be even more brave to go back and enhance that in yourself because you've been there once, what's twice, right? And you're more <laughs> right. educated this time. Right. And, and you're you got, safe where you are. Yeah, yeah so beautifully said. So beautifully <laughs> said, yeah. So um, As that kind of like pad of encouragement, you can yeah, do it. You yeah, can for do sure, it. you like, can do it. I know it's hard and it sucks, but you've been there once. <laughs> and you survived so now right. you're more educated you're sure as hell gonna survive this time yeah yeah um and come at, and come at, and come through it with you know so much more clarity yes mm -hmm. yeah uh, on that topic i've got a really good question because i'm so curious to know about angel numbers mm -hmm. um they're huge in my life this last year and i can only say that it only some days makes me feel crazy because i see them so often um and I'll, always i always see them and it's always different depending on how I feel. Like, what do angel numbers mean if they are super, not invasive, because that seems negative, but if they are super in your life and super involved? Is it in a time of transformation so they're trying to reassure you because they yes. know you're going crazy? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely a way in which the universe speaks to us. Okay. Okay. So, you know, the first thing is recognizing that they're there and that it's a real thing mm -hmm. and that they're trying to communicate with us. Um, the next thing is starting to get to know what each one of those numbers actually mean. And again, this is like each number is a spiritual being. Mm -hmm. You know, one is the masculine. One could be, you know, Jesus, one could be um, Krishna, one could be uh, Shiva, um, like it could be God, it could, you know, universal energy. Two is the feminine. Mm -hmm. Is it Mary, Mother Mary? Is it Mary Magdalene? Is it the divine feminine? Um, but within each one of these, it holds so much information. So, what's a number that you see all the time? Oh, um, twos, fours, and fives, threes. <laughs> okay, like, I can't. Okay, it's so two, two, twos typically <laughs> are trying to give you messages, in my opinion, mm -hmm. trying to give you messages that have to do with intuitiveness, the divine feminine. Okay. Okay. Um, fours are very earthbound. Um, fives are. Um, 
intense change. And uh, fives are coming. Fives, we're like, fives are coming. <laughs> um, what, another one, three, three typically for me is about family. Oh, okay, yeah. the trifecta. Exactly. Okay, oh, right that on. explains why when you look it up, they say the trifecta. Two right. is, I will say twos are very dominant. Um, and I just, I always use them as guidance, like kind of mm -hmm. like I'm on the right path. Yes. Like if I see them. Yes, it's it's like a, um, almost like a reassurance. You can start to think about what you were thinking about before, like mm -hmm. moments before that you saw them. Um, a lot of times people will see them right when they get out of bed, so that's like unless you start to train yourself through, um, um, what's it called, uh, lucid dreaming. Oh, unless you, yeah. you start to train yourself with lucid dreaming, you might not catch what the first thought was. Um, so that's a hard time to get it. Mm -hmm. But if it's coming, you know, as you're driving or mm -hmm. you, I don't know, you're at work or whatever, whatever time, that's a little bit easier to catch. Okay, so pay attention to what you, had thought right before you saw it. Yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and and start to educate yourself on on those numbers, what they are and what they mean to you, and um, and then they just take you on a voyage all by themselves. That makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so do letters for that. I've never paid attention to letters, so I should. So, this is one of the things I'll teach in one of my classes is. <laughs> Um, numbers like letters send the eye, the optic thalamus, into a state of compression. It starts to get into some of the physics of yeah. it all. And so when you meditate on a shape or mm -hmm. a number or a letter, you are actually going into the divine coding of it. Okay. Oh, that's right. insane. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that <laughs> makes so much more. sense when you do like that the meditation, do you know who uh, Cernanos is? Do you know that? Yeah. Uh, so he's a Celtic god of the woodlands and he's the protector of the forest and makes sure mm -hmm. that people aren't doing dumb shit in the woods like <laughs> like killing a, uh, a pregnant doe or something yeah. like that. Like th that's his kind of realm. His realm. And so I've always related to him ever since I learned of him. And Caitlin bought me this Cernanos bracelet with, um, there, I think there was a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, uh, They're praying beads, yeah. Okay. Yeah, praying beads. And I did that, and I meditated on those, and that was the meditation where, so one of the first times I've ever actually connected with the energy ah. that is Serenos, and it was really powerful. Um, and, but that makes sense, because I was, I was using the beads, and I forget that part of the story, I was using those beads, and I was, of course, my intention was, was to meet his energy, um, but a big part of it was I was using those beads that were right. Yeah, so that's that's crazy. Diving yeah. deep into the energy that is the kind of like when you pray on a picture, like mediums oh, or like one of our projects yeah. for our class right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're using you're channeling that energy through that object. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's so funny. It is so funny. Even like our studio's name, Energy. That literally came to me out of nowhere. Like, I, if people are like, why is your studio named Energy? And I'm like, oh, I mean, it came to me. I don't know. I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> I like it. You know what's really, really interesting? That's so fascinating. Is E, I was just meditating on E. I didn't even realize that your logo is an E hmm. until yeah. just looking at it right now. And E is one that um, is presenting itself to me, and I don't have the depth of knowledge but it's an important one and it keeps showing up um if you think of one uh-huh o-n-e n 
I'll just show you so you know I'm not like, you know, teasing you. <laughs> um, yeah, and I always thought the E kind of looks like the E equals the MC N, squared. The N has been speaking to me, right? Mm. There's, there's a lot for me right now in the N, um, but the O has spoken to me already, the N has spoken to me, and I was just thinking the E, I'm not sure what the E is all about, but the E is in Jesus. Oh. Okay? okay so yeah. all of those letters, you know, I was also with Isis. Um, yeah, I mean, this would take so much to unpack mm -hmm. for you guys, but I'm just showing you that you're gonna, if you were to look through this, like the H has its own embedded huh. knowledge in it. Um, yeah, all of these. <laughs> look, the gamma, the psi, um, all the Greek letters hold um, information in them too. That's wild. Okay. Do, so do you think the way that our language has changed over the years was part of that like purposeful detraction from our consciousness, like the way how some like slang, yeah, almost slang, but also the way that we just our grammar altogether, um, like the roots of most of our languages, the way that it's spoken is much different. Like just describing things the way we do now are different. Almost like you're, you're teaching people the language of spirituality, almost like that part was removed from our language because I feel like a lot of Latin root languages still have that right? and we don't in English. So um, one of the things that I do is, I told you about my whole process of um, meditating. Mm -hmm. When I hear these words, I always go into the etymology of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for your viewers, the etymology means the root of the word and you have to go to those Latin roots yeah. because within that is where you get the real the real meaning yeah. right and the real meaning you have to understand the derivative of it because it's through the derivative then you can follow the trail and yes so much is embedded in that and then that takes you to gematria um, what is that gematria is how um, occultic knowledge was actually um, hidden hmm. okay yeah so it gets hidden in shapes, right? Because if you know that a shape can give oh. you so much knowledge, right? And not just the flat shape, but can give you so much knowledge. If you just put the shape on a stone wall, somebody who understands that shape gets all that information. Gets all that hit. Gets that hit, just kind of like our emojis today, right? Uh. Gets <laughs> yeah. that hit. Yeah. True. Um, True. Or the gifts, you know, like the different mm -hmm. gifts that have like depths of meaning to them too. Um, but gematria is how numbers get coded or phrases get coded. So you, we are all vibrational information and codes. So if you look at the English alphabet, we've got 26 letters in our alphabet. A is 1, Z is 26. If you take a phrase and you plug it into a gematria coder, because they have them online, so you can do it manually, you add up the numbers, um, you add up all the letters, then you get a number. And sometimes you want that number to be its whole number, and sometimes you want to take it down to its single digit. Okay, um. It gives you different information. Right. Okay. But if you, I must have some in here. And so that's um, kind of like just the frequency, the root frequency of the word. 
Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Um, I want to see if I can find one for you guys. I know I have them in here did somewhere. You, did you so, say that you had to run it too? Oh yeah. What time? It's one fifty-eight. <laughs> right now so we might have oh my have god to. we could talk yeah i know yes i, know. I, know. <laughs> yes. I wanted Thank to check because i felt that. like i'm it. so glad yeah <laughs> I, i'm i might be going to guatemala and there's like this zoom call um oh, so cool that is that is so cool, so cool. well um yeah we'll, we'll, we'll tr- wrap it up yeah kelly will be on again <laughs> um, i'm sure of it um we'll wrap this podcast up uh i have so much more to ask kelly especially mm-hmm. being a mother and um, in this line of work and how you help nurture your babies in the feminine and encourage them. <laughs> and also how you stay sane while doing <laughs> it, right? Um, so I, I would like to have a podcast on that. And I know Trent would like to get more into the geometry yeah. side. But um, finishing up, what would be one thing you would want our viewers to know? Like what, a sentence or something you just want them to know on say to them? I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's a really good question. And it, it's a motto that um, that we use for our store and that is self-healing is real. Ah, I like it, self-healing yeah, is real. Yeah. Self-healing is real. And there's a lot of ways to do it. And believing that it's not real um, will just keep you in the chaos. I like it, okay. I like that too. That's a good I like one. That. Yeah. I like ending with that, yeah. <laughs> self-healing is real. Yes. <laughs>